it's Sunday. It's three o'clock central and four o'clock in the Eastern time and nine 30 or five o'clock AM or whatever time it is in the UK. So who knows? So welcome to another. Thanks, uh, man. Oh, it's okay. Right across the podcast with Sam and Matt. And we have a special guest. We have Trent Marshall on the show, sir. How are you doing this afternoon uh, on a Sunday afternoon at three o'clock? I'm doing pretty well. Good. So we uh, thought we'd ask Trenton on. He's the uh, uh, gentleman for the tech rant. I'm sure you, if you have it, checked him out. Please do so. His his takes are awesome. He is. Uh, uh, I enjoy his comedy. I think it's comedy because he said sometimes it's really hard hitting, but sometimes it's just like it, it it makes you really sit back and think like, wow, man, that's that's something I'm glad somebody just talks truthfully and straightforward and doesn't mince words, but also isn't doesn't feel like argumentative or even kind of attacking. It's really just kind of like, Hey, here's something you need to know about. And here's something that you need to look at. And it's just funny. So I, I really appreciate your content. It's really, really well done. And I, I'm a big fan. Thank you. So I guess the first question is how, how long have you been kind of doing that? How did it get started and kind of what was the impetus to kind of start tech ramp? Um, so from the technical part, like as far as phones and technology and stuff like that, I've been doing tech rant slash me for about two years. Um, before then I was doing some stuff with drones. And before that I was trying to do like, I guess like the vlogger type of niche Casey nice, that related type of stuff. But uh, it really didn't work out for me. And the way the whole tech rant part was born was because um you know, I, I would constantly have these conversations with my girlfriend about, you know, this product, that product. And like, you know, she'd ask me if this was good or that was good based off of what she saw from other people. And I'd be like, well, they don't tell you this. And this is how it really works. And this is how I feel about this. And this is what drives me crazy. And she was like, you know, you should probably make a channel based off of that. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if people are going to sit there and watch me be upset about technology. <laughs> but um Eventually, it turned into something that, you know, people liked and something that they gravitated towards because here was a guy who shared, you know, the general frustrations of a regular consumer, not somebody who's receiving a product, not someone who's already an established channel, but just a regular guy that's going through the same trials and tribulations that normal customers go through. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much where I went from there. Yeah, like I said, and I think that's really kind of what was kind of nice about your channel too is just kind of seeing that it was just a regular guy. That's like you're the kind of guy you'd be standing next to at the store and, you know, being helped by whatever, either a, a, at a carrier store or at like a Best Buy and some guy just going, well, like what? It's like, <laughs> this doesn't make any, I mean, the, gen the general frustration, it never came on. It always comes in and is authentic. And I think that's what gravitates. Everybody kind of seems to gravitate to. So that's what got me hooked up. Cause like I said, I would watch that. I'd get done with it. And they were, they were nice, like three, four minutes. They weren't over, you know, very pithy. Weren't like overly bloated me. I have a tendency to be a little uh, verbose when I get into my rants. I have a tendency to kind of run off at the, at the mouth. So that's what I liked about it. Which is just like, a that's a regular bit. dude talking about things that just like, why is this a thing? And why do people continue to like <laughs> allow this to be a thing instead of just going, Hey, this is ridiculous and stupid and makes no sense whatsoever. And something definitely not to fight about or get argued or get bent out of shape about. Yeah. I suppose right. that's what makes it um, good. You don't want, like, there's nothing worse than watching somebody on camera. You can clearly see like robot. Like, there's no personal opinions in what they're saying. Nothing like that. I don't like that. So that's why I think you've taken the definitely taken the right approach. Just be honest. Be yourself. 
And if you have to shout, shout occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always wanted my videos to feel like I was having a conversation with someone instead of more or less like reading information to someone. Right. Mm. And that's why I liked it. But like I said, again, that's the thing where you could turn if you were standing in like you're both in the aisle looking at phones or audio gear or a laptop. You're the kind of guy you look over and go, dude, does this anything that makes And you could just have that kind of conversation like right with the perfect stranger in the aisle. It's really kind of just natural and organic and really kind of uh, well thought out, but also enjoyable. It's, it makes me laugh. Sometimes it just, it kind of make me go, oh, yeah, it's what I've been thinking for years and I'm glad somebody's saying it. Uh, I guess I'm not the only person that thinks that those, uh, those things that irritate customers or consumers, it, I'm glad somebody else is saying it. it makes me feel good about it. So, Mm-hmm. So we see we got Aditya's in the house, Lars in there, Root Knight, Dave Burns. So uh, we always do, and Matt dropped because he's using, he's he's decided to go phone. He keeps using, he he has my G8X. I sent him my G8X to the UK, which took about two months, by the way. So if you're sending anything to the UK, don't use United States Postal Service. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> it, it's been um, it was a mess just getting it there, and then it's yeah, just a mess. So hold on, let me grab Matt again. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> Just let, just don't worry about it. <laughs> well, we weren't going to. We weren't going to. So what we do usually on our show is we start off the show with doing a T-shirt check. So today, my, my T-shirt is wake up and be awesome. And I think Wrong that's Wrong T-shirt for you, man. Wrong T-shirt. What? Because, well, first of all, it's not spelled correctly. It's spelled the right way. I spell it awesome with a S-U-M. <laughs> and actually what's cool is if you use my AT&T, you could actually change your caller ID. So whenever I call people, it says Mr. Awesome and it's spelled A W S U M. So whenever I call my, my parents on their, they have their old school, they have the old caller ID that comes up on your TV with an actual like recorder. They're, they're OGs, right? They're gangsters. So and it's funny. Cause then on the screen, I'll call them sometimes while we're all sitting at dinner and it says, Mr. Awesome's calling. It says, Mr. Awesome. I'm like, that would be me (laughs) it's awesome it's the little thing yeah it's the little things like that in my life so uh we got jay moats in the house so uh, i guess i was gonna ask you trent where where does trenton marshall live what's his you know as far as like where do you live where did you grow up and those kind of things uh i'm in uh cleveland ohio so uh pretty much born here grew up here uh left here went to the military went halfway around the world and came back here (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's right you're uh navy was that correct yes perfect yeah i remember seeing that so uh we think we thank you for your service like i said i uh went to a military school joined the marine corps didn't last too long i didn't make it out of basic i have a a bad knee that apparently marine corps training didn't really adapt to real too well and then i came try to come back in two years and it was like by that time i was already civilian i was already dating my ex at that time ex-wife and it kind of just kind of got away from me then he looked up and I blink, and here I am now, forty-five. And I was like, "Whoa, now, now I can't. It's too late for me to to join." So we we appreciate your service to your country. Wait, thank you. Yeah, it's way too late. Well, unless something really goes crazy. I mean, I guess I have a degree, so I guess I could go to OCS. But my wife looked at me and goes, "Yeah, you're an idiot. You're not doing that. You're stupid. Just just stay where you're at." <laughs> yeah, just 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 don't don't go back. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. So, and I guess so. What when your channel and when you started this off, how is it? How's it looking? How do you feel about it? Do you feel it's it's growing the way you like? Is it the things you want to do? Are you looking at long term? I mean, what's what's the long term game for for your channel? Um, I actually went through a lot. So I went through, I went through some ups. I went through some downs. Went through some growth. Went through you know losing some people. And to be honest, 
I don't know where I see the channel going in in the like the long game. Like I don't have the perfect plan. My goal really is just to make videos that you know somebody's gonna enjoy or somebody's gonna see things from a different point of view. Now, if it blows up and it does the most awesome thing ever, then cool, I'm fine with that. If it doesn't blow up like the next biggest craze, I'm fine with that because I know what I'm doing and what I'm saying is what I really feel and what I want to put out there as right. opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, trying to play the perfect algorithm game or trying to play the perfect tech marketing management, whatever, like, you know, you'll, you'll go crazy trying to follow all of those steps to the, to the very letter. All right. And the last thing you want to do really is make this a job. Like you want to enjoy doing it and then doing all that kind of stuff. It just ends up turning into a job and then it just, you think, Oh, now I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And then your channel starts to reflect that. So I, I think it's better that you do it the way you do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess there are people in the world that really like, I guess there are people who like to learn that angle and work that thing. I mean, there's people who gravitate mm-hmm. to that kind of, I don't want to say aggressive, but really kind of like they really enjoy attacking the marketing, attacking the SEO, trying to make it work, using leverage, even maybe trying to do something. I don't want to say things that are inappropriate or like, you know, outside of bounds, but really pushing the envelope and want to take that and use every ounce they can to just dive all the way in to try to make that work. And, and I guess more power to you. That's, we didn't make this podcast. Um, I didn't start it just because I had watched uh, Juan's channel for years. I thought, heck, why not? I mean, my wife said, you know, same thing like your girlfriend trend. She just basically said, why don't you just go on there? She goes, I can't stand listening to you, but do me a favor. Maybe start talking to maybe some other human beings that want to listen to you if anything, for just a month or two, because <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to listen to all your stories. Right. But again, I, I'm like you said, you know, it was one of the things where you had people in your families that would come up to you and ask you for tech advice or a phone or a laptop or Xbox, PlayStation, or you're the tech guy. It's like, Hey, Trent, my phone doesn't work. And you're like, here, click this, click this, do this. You know what I mean? It's just like you, you became that tech ambassador in probably your circle of family and friends and your girlfriend's probably like, Hey, you know, people probably could really get some use out of it. So Mm-hmm. I, I thought, what the hell? Why not? And so Matt was on a couple shows. Eventually, it was just, it was just me, right? Um, and I have no, I have no plans on doing anything because this is something we just enjoy doing. If it works out, great. I mean, we didn't even just start hosting the actual audio until like Saturday. I just got up and go, how do I? Yeah. How do I, how do I basically? It's like like YouTube, right? It's like how do you build a retaining wall? <laughs> go on YouTube. Mm-hmm. How to build a retaining wall? Um, and I just looked it up and just started doing. It, so we're trying to get some traction there. But um, it's kind of interesting to see that. Did was it were you were thinking about it or was it her kind of saying your girlfriend going, Hey, you should really do this before it was like, Oh, what what the hell? I mean, I watch videos, why not? I mean, it sounds like a good idea. So it was it was more so the approach because um so like I can I can see tech from from both ends, right? I can see the the very, very, very top end of tech where people are very niched and nuanced where they're talking about the technologies, how it breaks down and how it interacts and a lot of that stuff, you know, really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things when it comes to, you know, making pe- when people are making purchasing decisions. And then I can see the other end of the spectrum where somebody is like, you know, I appreciate that you know about technology. Just tell me what to buy. Just make my life easier as far as trying to buy a phone 
or buy a product from somebody and I don't know anything about tech and I don't want to know anything about tech. I just want someone to give me the just just give me the straight. Like, don't try and sell me on it. Just tell me what I need to know. So I only have to buy something once. And part of that came from because I used to work in the uh, in the retail industry. I was working at Best Buy. And a lot of times you would have a lot of people come in and they'd be like, well, what's the best computer? Um, should I buy this program? Should I not buy this program? And a lot of times, you know, you want to help the person out. You want to explain everything to them, but you don't want to overload them at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you kind of compartmentalize that a little bit and you say, OK, what is most important to this person? And I'll ask that first that question first. And so I started doing the same thing with tech. I started looking and saying, OK, what do people really care about? You know, beyond the dynamic range, beyond the multiple cameras, beyond whether or not this is made out of super space, stainless steel, aluminum grade materials. What do people care about? And I started attacking the things that people really do care about. Well, I guess, yeah, that's, and that's a good question too. So when it came down to it, do you, would you say like most of the people just want, they want a camera that works? Like, can it take decent pictures? Do I, you know, I guess you do. Have you ever had anybody say, yeah, I um, mean, so like when it comes to like dynamic range, I mean, does this phone really match up to that? Or, I mean, do you, I mean, I just can't imagine normal people walking in and even knowing what that is, much less asking about it. Right. And, and and the thing is, is that um, I want to say almost every person I talk to, no one, unless they're a tech enthusiast, will bring up dynamic range. Mm -hmm. Almost, That's almost never. Like those two <laughs> words don't make sense to them. They don't understand what it means. The thing that I get most of the time is, do I need to upgrade? Do you think that going from an iPhone 8 to an iPhone 11 is worth it. Should I wait for the iPhone 12? Um, is six is six hundred ninety nine dollars? Am I paying too much? Should I buy a phone used? What's the difference between you know buying something used and buying it uh, brand new? Mm -hmm. You know, I get those types of questions. Or um, you know, do you think it's wise? to go and spend $99 on a phone for my kid, you know, <laughs> and th these are, these are legitimate questions because you have consumers out there who, like I say, they just don't know. Cause they don't know. Just like, I don't know about doing nails or cosmetology. There's a whole industry behind that with chemistry and all that stuff that right. certain things you can't mix, but like, you know, somebody will generally like, let's say they go to the store, right? And they want to get a phone for the kid, but they don't want to get a phone that is to the point to where it's like five or $600 because if the kid breaks it, they're going to have to buy them another phone. But on the flip side, they don't want to get them a phone that's so bad that the kid doesn't even want the phone and they're just going to have to buy another one anyway. Right. So, you know, they'll be like, hey, what about this uh, $99 phone? And I'll actually go look at it and be like, okay, if your kid watches YouTube and only watches YouTube, fine. If your kid's going to play games or do anything else, don't get that. Right. But but people don't get that in the tech industry as, as far as content. All we get is just slapped in the face with, hey, here's the newest flagship. Right. 
Well, that's what drives. I think that's what drives traffic. I mean, nobody <laughs> wants. I mean, you said, "Hey, I, I tested out this hundred and fifty dollar phone. It's available at your Best Buy as a prepaid." Nobody's going to watch that. Nobody cares about that. At least, as far as no. like the tech enthusiast community, they want to hear about the high end, they, this, the ultras, the Z flips, the folds, the you know everything that drives. You know, they want to have arguments about whether or not the four XL is a good phone, or whether it's not a good phone, all those semantic arguments. That's, yeah. that's, that's the space of the 10% of the enthusiasts. And here's the thing, what I would say, people who come into your channel or your store who are enthusiasts already know what they're looking to buy. They, when I used to go to a store, I would already know when I would walk in, I was looking for a three, a XL at Best Buy. I already knew I was getting that phone. I didn't have a, and I've even walked up and I've had like, you know, my actual one time I had the, uh, uh, I had a OnePlus in my hand. I remember it was, like, it was OnePlus 6. I went in looking for another phone. The guy looked at me and goes, what kind of phone is that? I looked around like, oh, he's talking to me. What phone is this? He goes, I said, yeah, it's a OnePlus. He goes, I never heard of it. I go, okay, well, I, yeah, well, it's a thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's a real thing you can really buy, and but you got to know. And he, I, I, even, even people who were supposedly like selling didn't know what the phones were. Didn't, never heard of them. Yeah. Like, you never heard of OnePlus? never a clue they didn't even know that that was that, that was even an oem basically yeah, i think a lot of times people that work in mobile retail don't necessarily know and do all the research they just know what they're told when they get to work and stuff like i bet like for instance going back to the 99 99 pound phone a lot of people wouldn't know that there's an option like the lg stylo 6 was that 150 not many people know that's about if it wasn't for some YouTube channel, because the phone will just get ignored mostly. Mm -hmm. And that's a good option for kids because it's got the little pen, they can do whatever, you know, and it's got decent screen, battery life, 150. It's not yeah. bad for a kid, but again, walk into a shop, who's going to tell you about that? Is and it going to be on display or are they just going to have it in the back? And, yeah. you know, like, uh, it's a shame sometimes. And a lot of times those uh, those reps. Now, I want everybody to listen to me when I say this. I am not talking about individual reps. OK, however, you need to go out and make your money just like a car salesman or anyone else. That is your pro own prerogative. I'm not going to hate on that. But, you know, in certain places, there is a push or there is an incentive to sell a more expensive phone or. Mm -hmm to sell a certain brand of phone because maybe that seller has a better relationship or maybe they even have an incentivized program where like, let's say they, okay, if we sell, you know, 500 units of this particular phone, we get a bonus mm -hmm. and you know, that exists. Like, you know, you really don't hear about it that much because people don't want to talk about it, but sometimes there are motivations for someone to sell you a product that mm -hmm. you don't exactly need. And that's where, you know, people will come to you and they will ask, you know, they're like, Hey, do, do you think this phone is really worth it? Or what's, the, what's the difference? What is the difference between a $400 phone and a $1,000 phone, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. because, because people will wonder and, you know, then there's the, you know, how people try and sell phones on monthly plans well, hey, this $1,000 phone, you only have to pay five more dollars a month to get this $1,000 phone over a $400 phone. Right. So that's usually where I try and bridge the gap. So, yeah, we got 
TK's in the house. We got Route 9, a bunch of people. We got people asking. And like I said, um, there you go. See? You got you get yourself maybe another couple of fans here. So, yeah. Oui. I mean, and, and, and I do. And, and that's why. And I also, you know, to be fair, you know, I'm not I'm not trained. You know, I'm not a voice actor. I don't have any kind of broadcast skill. I mean, before I, before I did this, um, I was a police officer for 10 years. And then I now I work at the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis working on applications that service the financial government i mean i'm not an accountant so but i you know i realized that i have a, a pace and a flow but i listened to trent and i was like man he just sounds calm and even when he's kind of amped up and irritating he doesn't like it's funny because he says rant when i think rant i think of my rant where i go ah i just kind of like mm. a thousand miles an hour at max volume that your rant is just my oh, rants are well, they're just ridiculous. I mean, I realize that. I mean, but I'm also 45 years old. And I don't think I can switch streams. I think I just need to kind of keep going. And as I get older, maybe I get a little bit more cranky. There is a reason why I have grumpy cats all over my work desk because my colleagues and my coworkers call me grumpy cat because I have the tendency to kind of grumble and groan and and be kind of that old guy at 45. So who knows? But yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's why I appreciate uh, Trenton just has a very calm direct approach and it's it's really nice as opposed to me just being a general um as juan would put it how do you describe it a uh, a crazy chihuahua a manic chihuahua <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, manic chihuahua and what well, yeah yeah it's 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 a little overwhelming my daughter my wife said honey you're just so overwhelming to people they just go i i don't know what it's so it's it's nice <laughs> to hear a person like trenton who's a lot more methodical and calm and direct and it's it's good to listen to so i i i, I like listening to people who don't sound like me <laughs> and i like here's a question for you and i was, i think it find it's funny to me is can you actually listen to your own podcast and streams can you listen yeah. to your own voice i can't it drives me nuts to go back and listen to these it's cringy it's terrible um it, it actually uh doesn't bother me like uh yeah the only thing that bothers me is sometimes when I listen back and I'm like, man, I really should have said X, Y, and Z. Why, why did not, why did I not say that? But, um, generally I don't mind it. The only time I get, um, uh, I guess, uh, self-critical about audio or anything like that is like, if I forgot to turn off the, uh, like the air conditioner and you just hear like that, you know, in the background <laughs> yeah. and uh, most people, if you're listening on a cell phone, you won't hear it, but, if you put on a pair of studio headphones, you're just like, oh, God, I sound like that. Yeah. It's like, does he realize that things are back going, I know he's mm -hmm. got to know that's a thing. So, and here's a good point, too. Like I said, it brings this to, this is, and this is true. I mean, it's really iPhone, Samsung. Well, I would argue Huawei now that the, the Trump ban has, you know, the FC, you know, they've kind of squashed out Huawei. I would say it's almost just iPhone and Samsung. I, I really, and it's a shame because, like I said, I mean, right now I've got, rocking my h can't see it my htc u12 oh by the way my my note 10 my note 10's gone and when i say gone what? no Where? it's still st it's still in the house my, you should have told me this before the stream <laughs> no i wanted to, i wanted to catch up like what well, well, i was gonna see you actually have a stroke right on camera that would have been awesome no what happened was last night my uh my stepdaughter who has an iphone 6 plus came out to me and was like yes yeah, iphone uh, it's getting old it's, yeah it's a 6 plus you know it's an old phone and and all that kind of stuff. And I said, well, I said, I, I don't have an iPhone, honey. I only have Android phones. And she goes, okay. And I said, and it's funny because my wife is there. And she said, oh, well, I, I could try Android. I was like, you know that little that record, scratch, you know that record yeah. scratch noise? It's like, mm -hmm. and my wife was like, I could tell on her face, you could already see. She was like, oh, she's going, she's going to go to Android. So I got the Note 10 and 
what's funny is compared to a six plus, a no 10 is not even a, comp- it's not even a fair comparison. It's like getting into a Honda Civic and then getting into like a Tesla. It really is not even the same phone. So, but everything she wants to do, taking pictures and audio and watching videos and all the stuff she likes to do as a young 18 you know, year old girl and her boyfriend's got a Samsung S9. So she had the phone. I set it all up for, her and, uh, she's using it. So today I, I wanted to see, I like knock on a window. Hey, How's the Note 10 going? She's like, oh my God, it is so cool. I mean, I did you know you could take a picture with the pen? I was like, <laughs> yeah, you can. So she's like, <laughs> you should have told her that before you No, I, No, it was funny because I just want to see if she'd organically, I told her about the pen, but she was just Who playing. knows? Who's going to know? Like I an average she, person like that, she the pen out, would take a picture. Oh, no, I mean, she just, I guess she got the phone and just started, you know, I mean, you'd be surprised. Watch a 19-year-old person hand him a piece of tech. You have to understand, we're a little older. You know what I mean? I mean, you hand them some of you can, and Trenton's probably had people come in. They're just like, they're holding the phone upside down or they're look. No, that ma'am, that's the front of the phone. Oh, okay. That's the back of the phone. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that people, doesn't matter with this one. Right. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. the front is the back, the dual screen Nubia C20. But I just told her I had a pen and she kind of saw you could draw on it and you could just, when you just mess with the phone as any, you know, young person will, they're there, they can get tech quickly. I mean, it's just cheap. So she, so yeah. So now she's totally, and my wife just says, Great. Now I got two people in my family who send me green texts. <laughs> <laughs> so Mrs. 20 miles. Oh is a little upset. Just... Oh, it's just, I don't know. She, it's not that that it's yeah, just, she, she doesn't, she's not going Android. My wife is staunchly iPhone. So I was going to mm. ask you, Trent, what kind of, uh, what's your take on that? Do you use both phones? Do you just one phone? Do you change back and forth? Do you have a platform preference? Um, I want to I wanted to say I used to have a preference, but I've used so many different platforms that I really don't care because okay. it's kind of like, um, so my background, I'm in IT, right? So one day I'm using Windows 10. Another day I'm using Windows 7. Another day I'm using a Mac. Another day I'm running across a Linux computer. So I've gotten so used to where I can work independently between all the systems and the same thing with phones. I can pick up an Android phone one minute and be fine. I can pick up an iPhone another minute and be perfectly fine. Um, so it doesn't matter for me. Um, I will say that to be honest, the only reason why I have an iPhone is because I create content and it's really easy to transfer stuff uh, back and forth between the iPhone and the iPad if I wasn't a creator, I would probably just have it uh, just the phone because uh, as I would say as not as a creator, I wouldn't need the ecosystem per se. Right. I would just need a phone like I really wouldn't care about, oh, I magically have to get all these videos from my phone to my computer. I, I wouldn't care. Right. Yeah. And well, then, uh, talking about iOS systems, uh, OS systems. Sam is a big Windows phone guy. I'm interested <laughs> in your thoughts, Trenton, on Windows phones. What did you think of them while they were about? Um, I, I can be 100% honest. I did not have a lot of experience with Windows phones. I maybe saw two Windows phones over the course of about five years mm-hmm. because just the the market was either android or it was apple and um to be honest i actually wanted to see the windows phone grow and 
develop more into its own thing because I like options. I kind of I kind of hate this whole uh, lane of tech where you just got two options, either Apple or Android or Apple and um, Windows. You know, like I like having that third option. You know, most people are either Safari or they're Chrome. Personally, I kind of like Firefox, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish it had, you know, a little bit more compatibility with some stuff. But I, I've always been that person where it's like, OK, have five major competitors going on instead of just two. Sure. So I would I would have loved to see more of the uh, Windows phone. I hope it comes back. I really do. Yeah. And uh, Roots are giving me some chance. It says now I have a reason to get a V60. Actually. I'm waiting for the G8X back, and that's probably what I'm going to keep because I really honestly have gotten to a bad cycle over the last couple of years of upgrading phones and burning upgrades, and I'm just like, I got to clear the deck on that. I'm paying way too much per month to, to have my phones and because I have all the girls and my mom, and my mom's got a G8 and all that stuff. So I, I'm going to get the G8. I'm just going to have it stand fast, and if I do get a phone, I'm perfectly fine using like a, a U12 used or like a TCL you know, 10 mm -hmm. Pro. Or something like that, or just like a Pixel. Th I don't. I mean, because I don't play a lot of games. I know, you know Matt's a big ROG two phone um, fan, and it's uh, a great phone. But I'm not a gamer. If I'm if I'm at home, I'll just play my Switch or my PlayStation or my Xbox or my, my laptop. I just I don't have a lot of time. And so there's people who are like dedicated hardcore phone gamers, and that's just not my lane. So I I would not spend mm. that money. But even well, those your GAX is upstairs. I didn't bring right. it down with me. That's okay. That's all right. So <laughs> I'll so put the Nuvia down instead. I don't oh, yeah. know why. The I just one grabbed that the phone that was on the side. So well, it's the, this no. whole stream, the audio, the camera, this is all the S20 Ultra. And the Nuvia is here instead of the GAX. I'm sorry I had to retire it for this evening. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's a good question. And like I said, I, yes, I would be interested in how many content creators are percentage-wise are using an iPad as their main device over traditional, like a, like a surface or even a laptop. Um, what would you think? Would you think it's probably more than we'd think, or is it not enough as it should be? I guess is the, is a good question. Um, so to be honest, and this might be a video later on, I think the push to use an iPad over a laptop is more of a want than a need per se. Okay. So it's like, there, once again, I'm not talking bad about people, but there's people out there that want to have an iPad and beat their chest and say, ha, my iPad is better than a laptop. iPads have finally gotten to a point where they can supplant laptops, mm -hmm. which is which is fine, which is cool and all that. But once again, when I get into the conversations with people, OK, sure, your iPad can do this video. It can render it out. Fine. What about all of the other everyday tasks that you normally use? What about, you know, for the people who use ad blocker or use Chrome extensions or simply want to, um, you know, things that are so easy on a laptop that are so ridiculously difficult and annoying on an iPad? Right. No one ever talks about that. We all talk about the advantages and how powerful and wonderful it is, but no one ever really talks about the disadvantages because they're worried about being labeled as a hater or as, or as a negative. But these are things that people really experience. I have an iPad Pro. Right. I got a case on it. Um, 
I will take it with me. I will do some things with it, but I'm limited by the fact that it only has one port. It has that one port and God forbid I leave my house and forget the dongle. Wah, wah. And, and there's, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and now, and now all of a sudden everybody who, you know, was looking at laptops laughing, aha, your laptop is, is an inch thick because you have USB C you have USB ports. I have a USB C port on my uh on my iPad Pro, which is so much faster. Yeah, but you know, 99% of the world still uses a USB A port. Those things right. are still common. They're not obsolete. And I think of so many times where the convenience of, hey, here's my here's my Scarlet. I can just plug it right into my laptop. Right. Hey. Someone gave me a USB thumb drive. Who'd have thought we would still do that, right? And I can and I can plug it in. Or even where, you know, because I work in um education, okay, I can take my laptop and plug it directly into the HDMI. Right. These are like the things that people skim over and then they downplay it. Well, you can just get a dongle. Not everybody needs that. And I'm just like, okay. You're taking this argument of the future and trying to insert it into a world that's not the future yet. Everyone doesn't have Wi-Fi 6. Not everyone is using Bluetooth. I'm sorry, but the headphone jack is not an antiquated, obsolete thing. It is literally just an excuse that people use to say that I've moved on to a futuristic thing. You know, most people, including me, we have fatigue over charging things, okay? Right. I can't tell you how many products, like if you go the full Apple ecosystem lineup or whatever, or even Samsung or whatever, how many things do you have to constantly worry about charging? You got to charge your earbuds. You got to charge the phone. You got to charge the laptop. You got to charge the, um, you even got to have an external battery pack to charge your stuff when you're, when you're on the go. And these are That's all the things that <laughs> yeah, are watch you are like a wearable. If you have like <laughs> a, 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 a Samsung fit gear fit or something, you got to charge that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and these, these are the annoyances that you have to deal with. And still to this very day, like, you know, I know this is kind of going off into a tangent. Everybody, you know, praises and lauds the, the Apple watch. Okay. I bought one, you know, uh, last year okay. and I got rid of it because I could when, when someone told me when someone looked at me dead in the face and they were happy that they got two days of battery life out of a watch. <laughs> I looked at them. I'm like, that's that's not convenient. The fact that I have to take my watch off and charge it every night or every other day, that's time that my sleep, my sleep tracking isn't going through or the other metrics that I'm using my watch for. Right. And then you have that super proprietary port to where, once again, if you leave that item behind, where can you go and get one of those things cheap and easy right. instead of having to go to Best Buy and paying $20, $30, $40 for something that you forgot by mistake? Right. Or you have young, like daughters. You know how many times I've had to go... Hey, you know, my daughter, I bought her gear fit. I know she hasn't worn it lately. I go, where, where's, where's your gear? Oh, it's downstairs. Why aren't you wearing it? Well, it's dead. 
I, I know I'm gonna I know this is gonna be the dumbest question I've ever asked you, but let me guess. Did you lose the charger? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I was like, you know, especially if young you have young people. I mean, we all lose stuff, but it seems like teenagers, especially my family, or like with Apple. I, I my I don't know what it is with the charging, but lightning cables. Have you have you ever had a lightning cable that didn't break down after six months? Never, oh, this, never in this house. It never happens. It's like I, I, I mean, have you, has that ever happened for you? Because I those, those lightning cables are bad. Like it's terrible. I mean, even if by third party <laughs> ones. I mean, it's like they. I, you, I can't say I've ever used one. Uh, you, no, I, well, I, have, I can tell you right I now. I did. I had the iPhone 11 Pro. I used it for. Well, I had that thing for about two weeks. And I'm going to put on my tin foil hat here, Trent. So be careful. So you can't tell me that's uh, not engineered that way. You can't. Oh yeah. Um, asked it, but I say, have you ever had an Android? Any Android, USB-C, USB-A, I don't care what you use, micro USB. Have you ever had an Android cable fail like that after a no. year or two? Never. Not no. one. Every iPhone cable I've ever owned that my mom, my wife, my kids, it's always every time at the, the shielding at the bottom has failed every single time. And I, you can't tell me that's not engineered that way. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, oh. there's, there's, the, there's the engineering and then there's the price behind it, you know, because... I cannot, I'm sorry, I cannot tell someone to go to the Apple store and buy a lightning cable. I'll be like, look, you can go to Anchor, you can go on Amazon, you can go anywhere else that has the, you know, MiFi certification yeah. and get that cable. But when you look at the cable and then you look at the I don't know. What is it that five watt charger that they're still right. selling? And you're t you're telling somebody to spend thirty to forty dollars just to have the ability to charge your phone, right? Huh? <laughs> that's that's ridiculous to me. But you know, then you have people come out. Oh well, it's Apple and it's name brand. Well, it's 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 BS, right? Okay, that's like that's like me saying, hey. Um, 87 pump gas is a dollar fifty here at Shell. But if you go down, you go down the street to BP, it's it's BP gas. <laughs> Pay two dollars for that same 87 gas. And people look at you like you're crazy, like, oh, I'm not doing that. But when it comes to technology, it's just like, oh, what are you poor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, and and, and TK's <laughs> ankle cables are great. Aditi Sand, they're durable. You know, Anchor and Aki, I guess that's another maker. I'm just saying, but so that's the one Aki, thing. I've got Aki chargers in the kitchen for the kids. Yeah, that's why I told my daughter. I said, it's here's one multiple USB slots on it, so they oh, can just okay. charge all the tablets in one. That's cool. Yeah, I told my daughter too. I'm like, you're gonna like the Note 10 because I'm gonna give you a charger, and the cable's not gonna break in six months. She's like. What? I go, yeah, I know. It's crazy talk, right? And this is we're talking out of our ass here. It's awesome. And she's just like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, but it's, I, I bought a 2.5 meter cable, uh, the Apple branded one. Well, actually, my wife bought it. It was $30. Now, granted, it's a for nice cable. cable. Yeah, for just the cable. <laughs> and, and I tried, I was like, wow. Well, why did I, I was like, what, why? And she's like, <laughs> the store and I just bought it because, again, she had to buy it because the other one had tape and glue and dirt and leaves or whatever she had wrapped around the damn bottom of it to try to save it from mm -hmm. failing. It eventually just popped right off and then it just doesn't work. So, well, here's the funny thing about a wearable, like I said about the Apple Watch. I used to own a Seiko and it was a kinetic. So this is like probably a 20. I still have the watch upstairs. It's a Seiko kinetic and actually inside of the, of the housing and it had like a weight 
So when you walked on it, it would charge. It would it, that weight would spin and it would charge the the phone. So you never had to really wind it. Now, granted, this is just an old dumb watch, right? But yeah. I'm thinking to myself, it's like, why can't that? I realize you got to cram a bunch of tech in there. But I would much rather have a watch that's just a shade bit thicker, like a like almost like a chronograph kind of watch. I don't know. I remember having a chronograph when I was younger, um, and having that thing where as you walked, it would spin and it would give it a little. That's charm. too old fashioned. The pro- the probability <laughs> is having. You know, like, you know, on the, <clears throat> where you, t- you twist and just t- change the apps and stuff, that'll be solar. Right. So as you walk in, it'll just charge while it's on your wrist. That's more likely what'll happen. I mean, I, I just a lot of, a lot of it is not, I'm not going to say it's completely bad because there are, you know, uses and usefulness to them. But the thing that I guess it kind of drives me crazy is that whenever you have a product that is essentially designed to be replaced by another better, faster, stronger product a year later, I'm always wary of those products. Those are, those are the products I scrutinize more because of the fact of how frequent it comes out because common sense would say that, okay, if you come out with, a cell phone, right? right? And then they're coming out with another cell phone next year and it's incrementally better than one that's already going to drive down the value of the phone. So it's like, okay, why am I paying all this money just to be first? Mm-hmm. Right? So there's that. And then two, you kind of think about the longevity of the phone itself because it's so easily replaced. And those are the things I worry about. And that kind of goes back into what I talk to about people with phones and technology, because I mean, your average tech YouTuber is just, Hey, here's the newest thing. Here's the newest thing. Push this out, push, 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 push. And you have a very small amount of people that actually come back and revisit these devices six months later, a year later, two years later, when, the average consumer can actually afford it. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and like, and, and the funny thing is we don't approach any other consumer product that way. I mean, who, you know, when you buy your 2020 Honda civic and the next year they have an integrate, they change the, and then like Hondas are kind of notorious. I don't know if you have, I have a Honda civic, but every like three years they change the body style a little bit, or, you know, it's, it's a little better. Can you imagine just driving up to your dealership and going, yep. Okay. I'm here for that. You know, it's a 2022 Honda civic. Cause why what's wrong with your old civic? Oh, nothing. It's just, this one's shiny. It's flashy. It's got some new body mechanics. It's maybe got a little bit of better this, that, and the other thing, but still the same gas mileage, maybe a couple gallons, a mile, a gallon better. But it's newer. And I mean, we approach nothing like that. You don't upgrade your refrigerators that way. You don't upgrade your laptops. I mean, this laptop, I'm going to have, you know, you have a laptop. You don't change your laptop every, at least I don't, every year. Windows still works. It's Windows 10. It's a Lenovo. You try to buy as much as you can buy. You know, you may like a year or two later go, man, I wish I had more RAM or wish I had more space. But you can do stuff. You can add an external hard drive. You can change out. I mean, it's just we approach phones completely differently and i'm curious as to was that the plan the whole time you think or is that just something like companies got a hold of it and go wow we can get these people to keep dropping a thousand bucks every year 
and we'll just go and lobster pot them, right? We'll start the phones out at five, 600 bucks and 700 bucks and make them and then put ads on TV and go, you got to have this cool camera. You got to have space zoom. You got to have whatever. And people just keep going. Oh, okay. space zoom is <laughs> and they walk. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. How do you feel about that trend? Do you think that some so, of that, that was the original plan or is it just kind of, they stumbled upon and go, well, Hey, if we can get them to do it. Hey, let's, that's a good business model. Let's just run with that. So this, this is, this is what I would call the, the graduated plan. So, um, but you know, here in the U S if you go back a couple of years, ooh, maybe, maybe a few years back, um, when you used to go get a cell phone through a company like Verizon, Sprint, T-Mobile, AT&T, you could either purchase the phone outright and then you could contract service or you could basically sign yourself up for a contracted service you could receive the phone at a subsidized price so let's say you know instead of buying a phone at its full price of $549 you are going to agree to a 2 year contract to where you are you're going to have that service with that company and since you agreed to that contracted service we are going to give you the phone at $349 instead of that 549. Right. So you're saving about $200 on the phone. And the other incentive was, you know, you stay with the company, you pay your bill on time. And as long as you do that for two years, you will be eligible for an upgrade. So after two years, you can go to a newer phone. Right. Uh, hold on just a second. Oh, sure. Oh, <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, he's probably got something going on. That's cool. So, but yeah, um, like I said, I just, I'm not. So a lot of the problem, I think, as well, is, is some software. You tie yourself into a two year contract not knowing how long the software support. You could end up with a one year supported phone for two years. And then you're like, mm. Oh, there he is. Oh, that's okay. Trust me, we're super casual. There's no formality mm. in the place. We, I mean, I, I usually drink on camera. I usually have a, um, uh, my toast. See, I'm, I live in St. Louis. So I don't know if you ever had toasted raviolis, Trenton, you know, mm -hmm. what those are? okay. So why got, am I the only one that doesn't get, that's the, not a thing <laughs> in the UK. I, that's what I'm saying. It's not a thing in the UK. It wasn't. And here's the thing outside of St. Louis, that wasn't a thing. I'd been to Cleveland and Chicago and Detroit. And if you, I remember saying toaster raviolis, people go, what the hell? What is a toaster ravioli? I said, you, you take a ravioli, you deep fry it in, in breading, and then you add marinara sauce. And they're like, why the hell would you want to do that? I said, have you ever had them? They go, no. I said, well, have them and you'll be stuck with it. I said, I, I'm telling you, I'm moving to the UK. I'm going to bring Philly cheesesteaks the right way with Philly, with cheese whiz, because that's the way they're right. Chicago style pizza the toaster ravs, the Provel cheese and a St. Louis style pizza. And we're moving to the UK and I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm going to own, I'll have at least, well, a lot of pounds. Bring, or, can you bring Best Buy with you as well? Just, no, I don't, no. I don't think you want Best Buy. Best Buy is like worst buy. But yeah, I remember, like I said, Trenton, that was the thing years ago when I first started to buy phones. That was it. You paid 200 bucks on AT&T. You got the phone at its full retail. You got it for 200 bucks, but you had a two-year service contract. And then at the end of the two years, then you just, either upgraded or you turned the phone in or whatever you, and you go to a different carrier if you wanted Verizon or T-Mobile or Sprint or whatever at that point. So yeah, I, I, I go So continue that point. I, I'm sorry we got interrupted. So I apologize. Oh, no, that's cool. Um, so, you know, that happened for a while and there were some people who liked it, but there were some people who disliked it because um, let's say you sign up with AT&T for two years, right. And you live in Cleveland. 
and you get an opportunity to go to Atlanta or another city in the U.S. and you're on that upward mobility. So you decide to pick up and go. Right. Now you get to your new city and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm still with AT&T, but the reception's not as good. And I used to have five bars in Cleveland. Now I got two bars and now I'm stuck with them for another year and a half. So people were starting to look for ways to get out of their contract. But the bad part about the contract was it was like the contract had like this countdown timer of how much you had to pay. So like, let's say if you had been with AT&T for two months, right, you would have to technically pay what was called uh, an ETF, which is a early termination fee. Right. So that is basically where I have to pay you in order to leave. I've already paid for the phone, right. but I have to pay you in order to leave because I signed up with the contract and um, the contracts ended up, you know, hurting some people, you know, like if you had a job loss or if you had a death in a family or you had right. some sort of reduction in income, you know, people were starting to, you know, fight back against it because they're like, okay, this isn't cool. We can't be stuck in these contracts or whatnot. And so what I think a lot of uh, companies, you know, started to realize was like, okay, how can we flip this to where we can legally say it's not a contract, but we can still technically have you in a contract? And that's where T-Mobile came out with what was called the, the no contract you know, plan, but they changed the word contract to installments. Right. Because technically, if you go into T-Mobile or if you go into you know, anywhere else and get a phone and you're getting it on a payment plan, which basically they no longer subsidize it. You know, they don't subsidize the cost, but they just put you on a payment payment plan over two years. You know, hey, guess what? It's another two year thing right now. <clears throat> you're technically stuck with that carrier and with that phone, because one, if you leave the carrier without paying the phone off, they're going to shut the phone off or they're going to lock it to where you can't take it anywhere else. And then two, that once again kind of starts the whole thing of, you know, them sending it to collections and all that stuff. And that starts a whole nother avenue. So now people are this is this is somewhat of a good thing for some people, because now they are having access to phones that they didn't have access to before as far right. as cost. And so now you're able to go in as long as you have like good credit or if you're a warm body, you can <laughs> go in and get a flagship phone. So if you're telling the regular person, hey, you can either buy a $200 phone for $200 or you can go get a $1,000 phone for $200 and just pay $10 a month. Nobody thinks about it. Right. And so people were on that new cycle of installment plans. And then they decided to push it one step further. And they're like, you know, I think this is where they looked at the car industry. And they're like, well, you know, what if we got people to lease phones? Right. right. So technically, if you lease a phone, you're just renting the phone. And now your new sales pitch is instead of paying $30 a month for an iPhone, whatever, a Samsung, whatever, you can pay $15 a month. 
You can have instant gratification. You can walk around, flaunt your new device. No one knows if you're making a payment on it. You know, you're walking, you're walking around balling out of control with, with your device. And so now with that, you know, you can you you can lease off for two years and you can turn it back in. And then they moved on from there to where it's like they had the uh, T-Mobile jump plan, which to me, I think is one of the most egregious plans on earth where now they're saying, Hey, two years, that's too long to keep a phone. Why would you want to keep a phone for two years? You should have the option and the uh, availability to jump every six months. Mm -hmm. So you can go out and you can get a phone, you can make payments on it. Then you can jump to a new phone six months later. And then Apple, they have a similar plan like this where it's like the yearly upgrade where you basically pay into it and you can upgrade your phone every single year. Now you're you're literally get accustomed and stuck to payments, right? You're just constantly paying month after month after month. And the other push behind this, and this is the genius part, is when you go to go turn in that phone, all they have to do is they just, you know, take it back from you. They recertify it as, you know, certified used and then they sell it to someone else. Mm-hmm. So you're already paying depreciate. You're already paying off the depreciation into the phone. They're going to take that same phone back from you and repurpose it and then sell it to someone else, which is technically double dipping. Right. In my opinion. Or they could send it off to a recertification factory and then that can actually go into their fleet of phones that they use to replace other phones based off of their uh, insurance plans. Because you don't always get a brand new phone. They'll even say in the contract you can get a, you know, a recertified certified refurbished or, you know, know, slightly used. That's the same here. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly the same here. Two year contracts. You can get a refurbished one. It'll cost you slightly less. Well, it's, I mean, you're right. It's not double dipping because they never really sold it at the first time. You never owned the device. You just basically were basically exactly. borrowing. It's like having a, a awful fifteen dollar a month library bill every month. They just keep keep paying. Mm-hmm. It's like an endless cycle. <clears throat> it's a basically, and they figure if if it's if it's fifteen dollars a month for twelve months, as long as you kept the phone, okay. Well, that's cool. So now you're at what hundred and. Mm. 50, 180 bucks they got. And now they can turn around and sell the phone and get 600. And now they've made, they've actually made money on the actual over MSRP yeah. on the same phone. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same here. You can get uh, yeah. monthly plans on O2 refresh or Vodafone flip. And you can have the phone for six, 12 months, then you can take it in. Right. You, you want to hear one. something that's really going to blow your mind? Yes, absolutely. That's what we're here. We're, we're here to have our minds. We're always here for information that will blow our minds. I know you, you have <laughs> perspectives on things. That's part of the reason why I had you on, Trent. So did did you know you can finance cases? What? Phone cases? <laughs> you can yeah. finance phone cases. Well, sure. Yeah. Why not? If you're already there, if, for, if you're in for a penny, in for a pound, right? Sure. <laughs> yes. You, you, can, you can finance a phone case. If you go to a, a T-Mobile store... Mm-hmm. You technically can finance anything in that store as long as it reaches $50 or more. So usually what they'll do is like they'll sell um, it'll be like a combination package. So you can get like an OtterBox case, which is already one of the most overpriced cases on Earth. And you can get a screen protector. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Right. And well, the, what they'll do is they'll let's say that comes up to, you know, seventy nine dollars. You can finance that into installment payments over the term of you having the phone or whatever up to twenty four months. So you can walk in there, you know, give them twenty five bucks and then they'll finance the other, you know, fifty dollars and you'll have a payment of, you know, one ninety nine a month. And then what they'll do is they'll sell you on that and they'll just be like, hey, we know that you're getting this, you know, six or seven hundred dollar device. You know, you want to protect it. Make sure you get a screen protector in a case, which naturally I would tell people anyway, I would say get a case and get a screen protector. And they know that. And so now their their sale is for one ninety nine a month. You can have this seventy five dollars worth of protection that you can add on to your phone. But it was never worth seventy five dollars in the first place. You could have paid closer to thirty dollars. But people don't know that because they get sold on the monthly payment. And it's such a it's if monthly payments did not exist, one thousand dollar phones would not exist. Of course. Yeah, they couldn't sell. Nobody's going to walk. They would never sell. No, I wouldn't. I there's no way I (laughs) would spend a thousand bucks. I wouldn't have all the phones I've got now. (laughs) You'd be screwed. You'd be having. You'd be using (laughs) some. uh, None none of mine are on um, installments. None of my phones are on installments. I refuse to get caught up in the contract. Yeah, but Trend's dead right. I mean, like I said, it's just and it's such like it's only two bucks. I mean, well, hell, what's two dollars? I mean, you can buy a cup of coffee every month for two dollars. Yeah, but the thing is, you get a. 75 quids worth of cases and screen protectors from your carrier. You go on Amazon, you pay 15 pounds for the same amount of stuff. Right. But, but that's the thing. It's, I almost call it somewhat uh, predatory, but people will argue, people will argue against me and say, no, because it's all in writing. It's there for you to read and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But these are the conversations I, I like to have with people because People don't know and they don't realize they it's it's a sales thing. It's 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 preying upon human behavior. Okay, if you told anyone right who was not a financially sound person and to be honest, most people in the U.S. are not financially sound. That's not a knock. They just don't teach finance. Right. If you told someone, hey, you can get a Honda Civic. If you save up $2,000, you can get any Honda Civic and we'll finance you or or we can give you a fully loaded Range Rover for that same $2,000. No one is going to care because they're they're going to see the carrot at the end of the string. And that's what they're banking on. And um, just like what uh, Root Knight was saying, I can't find the logic in financing an $80 purchase one it's preying on people who are financially insecure and two it is a business model that makes the company that money and it it allows them to sell their phones at the prices that they sell them at I have watched I have literally watched people defend a product that costs what, what was it that galaxy fold Oh God, two thousand one thousand nine hundred and eighty dollars when it came out. Now you can find them online easily, easily for for six or seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and people will let other people sign up and take that huge hit in depreciation. 
but won't ha- but won't have five hundred dollars to their name. Yeah, it's just and, terrible. Man. And I th- and I think that's a problem in in the community as far as tech. But then it gets into that whole lane of, well, don't tell people what to do with their money. Who are you? And it's just like, I'm not telling you what to do with your money. I want you to know what you're signing up for. Right. Mm-hmm. And you and you need to and your your whole thing is about educating people. It's like realize that this is a thing when you do this thing, nothing is for free, right? Nothing. You know, if you're paying for a product, whether you're buying a refrigerator, whether you're buying a phone, whether you're buying any education, right? Right. If you, there's the biggest, there's the big money right there. I mean, I spent, you know, you know, luckily I spent nothing. My company paid for it, but I mean, there's come kids that spend one hundred thousand dollars and walk out with a, a degree in their hand. They go, okay, well now what? It's like, okay, you're gonna get thirty thousand dollar your job, and they're like, what? I go. <laughs> Yeah, you still gotta. I mean, you, now you're just gonna get in the door at the company. You still gotta work, and you still gotta, you know, have professional capital. You still gotta have a skill set. You, you know, college doesn't give you a skill set. Work gives you the skill set. The college just says you have this piece of paper. So, mm-hmm. and you, and you're just basically telling people, look, I, you know, that case that you're paying seventy five dollars for, yeah, it's only a dollar ninety nine a month, but you can get something like that for thirty bucks, and it's just as durable, just as works, and you can go. <laughs> these avenues to get it. And they're like, that's not telling anybody. I don't understand. I, I get that would infuriate the hell out of me. If I was saying, had a video and telling people about that. And somebody goes, you're trying to tell them how they're spending their money. I'm like, no, you want educated people because the more educated consumers are, the less they other consumers get hosed, right? If everybody was on board, these companies would go, well, most customers probably know this is bull. So we can't pull the stunt anymore. We're going to have to change the way and that's only mm. by people who are educated and just giving people the heads up. Here's just the heads up. Do what you want. You want to buy a $25,000 car when you can buy one for five grand? Because here's the thing. Your Tesla does anything different fundamentally than my Honda Civic, right? Yeah. My Honda Civic gets me to work back and forth. Really? I don't care. I'm 45. I'm beyond caring to be cool, <laughs> right? Mm. I just get there to work. And so fundamentally that Honda change is not different than a Tesla as opposed to a Corvette, as opposed to a Maserati. Yeah, it looks cool and you can show it off and it's a nice car, but at its core, it's transportation to get you from point A to point B to point C safely. And that's all it is. And if you can educate, you should, I think you, it's, the thing you is, down, yeah, no one, the education is never going to be there. Like next year, we're going to be seeing the 16, $1,700 pound, wherever you're from phones, Mm. They're going to start coming. The Samsung, the next Samsungs, the next iPhones, next years. So they're all going to be starting to reach above fifteen. Sure, and they'll and, sell a ton, right? Especially and with them doing is, the big versions. You know, the the ultras and the bloody plus max X Y Z. You know, right? And this is where you have to ask the question. This is where you really have to do some some research sometimes because yeah. I, I call I call myself a weird person, and so. <laughs> I remember when you're in the right um, place then. <laughs> you're, remember, you're among people who like yeah. who care. You're, you're, you're among like-minded folks for sure. So so here here's another thing that I guarantee you most people have never really thought about this. So this is this is once again with case companies. I have no idea why case companies do this. Case companies will say, hey. If you buy our case, and I guarantee you this is any case that's like over $50, they will say, okay, if you buy our case, you will get a lifetime warranty on the case to where if the case fails, right, we will replace it for you. 
And for whatever reason, people think about it like, oh, well, that's like an extra $50 put in my pocket because <laughs> I don't have to go out and buy another case. But this is a case for a phone that we are expecting people to not use for more than two years. So what you're telling me when you say that is either A, you have you have some belief in the fact that your case may fail a piece of rubber TPU polyurethane can quote unquote fail <laughs> within two years or you somehow not somehow believe that someone is going to keep that device for their lifetime. Right. That's, that's what a lifetime warranty that lifetime, but no one ever puts those two things together. Right. And, and I will have people, I'm like, dude, why'd you, why'd you spend $50 on this? Well, it has a lifetime warranty on it. Are you going to use that for the rest of your life? Well, no, but okay. Then they, they, they sold you on some BS. Right. Or you you're telling for more than two years. No, yeah. I mean, you're not going to use it for much less a lifetime. You're much less for hell. It won't, you won't even make it to the next damn Olympics before you get rid of that phone. So it's not even a lifetime. It's like literally. <laughs> I'll a probably won't make it until next week phone. before I've got another well, new phone. Matt, especially, he's terrible. He's like a serial phone trader human being. He's used every phone. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I honestly try. I never even really thought about it. I never conceptualized it. But yeah, you're, I mean, it's exactly a great point. And you're right. I mean, you got sold on this lifetime warranty. So now I can sell you a case that, Maybe add an extra 10 bucks to the MSRP because it's forever a phone that's going to be used for maybe 24 months at best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, like I said, those are the things that I believe need to be brought up in conversations. I like to attack or not even even attack. I would say I would like to analyze the selling points, you know, um, another, another one. Right. And this is where some consumers get hosed. Some consumers will not buy Apple Care. They won't buy Apple Care because their phone is IP68 water resistant rated, right? So they'll get they'll see that certification and be like, "Hey, this is this this phone is certified. It can last up to 2 meters uh, of water for 30 minutes. I don't I don't need any protection because I'm going to never go any deeper than that, right?" Right. That's the rationalization. What they don't realize is that one cell phone manufacturers put water indicators inside of their phone. So if any sort of water intrusion gets inside the phone, even if it's IP68 rated and you never took it below that depth, if any amount of moisture goes in and that goes off and you don't have the Apple care, you're host, right? You're, you're done. You're, you know, and that's happened to people, right? You know, but people will constantly push this IPA six, IPA sixty eight water certification like that. That is the major protection that you have. You you got IP sixty eight go in the water, and then another thing that you'll never see explained is that only applies to fresh water. Go go in the mm -hmm. salt water yeah. with that phone. Which, yeah, that won't last you know, long. <laughs> Which which most which most people, you know, I don't know, uh Apple did some marketing where they, they dunked the iPhone inside of a glass of beer. Like that was supposed to be a real test of something. Sure. 
You know. that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna get your big, you're gonna get your your big uh, mug and natty light. You're just gonna drop your phone and go, dude. What happened to my phone? I don't know, man. I just saw it here a minute ago. Now, if you had a, if you had some Guinness where you couldn't see through the glass, maybe you can get away with it. That'd be kind of funny, right? Take somebody's mm-hmm. phone and go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, taking the salt water, that phone's destroyed. And it's funny how I think OnePlus even talked about like, hey, this, you know. You can't take this phone in salt water. Salt water will destroy this phone. And I uh, just want to let everyone know, uh, Jeff's in the house, El Jefe. So welcome, sir. How are you? So, but yeah, I mean, it's just the level of, you're right. I don't want to say it's, it's, it's predatory, but just the level of people not really knowing what they're purchasing. It's just living in this world where they don't really have good handle on what it is they're buying. They don't do the research yeah. and they walk in. Who takes their phone? Like, realistically, how many people would take their phone swimming? The iPhone uh, 6, the, uh, the IP68 oh, is right. For me, it's just, I know I can text someone if I'm walking home in the rain. Like, that's, that's it. I'd but never, then, ever oh, put my phone like under my a towel or take nope. it swimming or anything like that. Dude, my never. daughter take their phone and, like, go into the water and hold it and do selfies. I mean, they'll, dude, when they hear yeah. water like that they i'm good taking it out in the rain i know that that's all right that's it do yourself a favor go to go to any local beach you ever give a chance and just look around and see people having their phones i mean how many people go on float trips or have a weekend at the lake or you know buddy i go to like down here we have lake of the ozarks which is a real big thing here in missouri um and go to like party cove you see like boats and yachts and people i mean people have got their phones in their hands i've watched phones fall blink 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 fall overboard and go into the water right and go well screw it like people go fishing people take their phones everywhere now and a lot of mm-hmm. them include water mm-hmm. water events on a lake doing fishing it's water skiing i mean i saw a guy one time water skiing one of these lakes literally had one of those arm straps Dude, his phone was I'm like, why is water scan? I'm like, what are you going to do? Take a phone call? Dude, hold on. <laughs> why the hell are you that? I mean, I, I, it was crazy. He had an armband like you jog with, and his phone was like he is being pulled by a boat at 40 knots and just getting pulled on this thing and just and has his phone with him. So, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you'd be surprised. Go to any kind of like water event and people. I do. And I, I don't see that many people with their phones near water. Oh God, I do. A lot of the times they're in bags or lockers that are in the area of well, well, those are those are the smart people that didn't right. watch the commercials. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just. But I mean, I agree. I mean, I see a lot more. Or maybe we're just smarter over here. <laughs> and definitely more humble. That's for sure. <laughs> so, so, uh, so uh, I guess the the better question is. Um, so what are you looking to do as far as, uh, content? Are you, I saw that you have, I noticed that your, your intro looks a little different than I got the cue, the music, which I always liked and just kind of, but I noticed there's like a logo. How, how does that, I mean, what's the, like the next three to six months for, for what content are you looking to maybe mm. do reviews? Are you looking to really do phone stuff? Or are you looking to branch or do you have any ideas about where you'd like to go? Um, uh, right now it's just, um, uh, to be honest, is is more of consistency per se because i have a tendency to to bang out a bunch of videos and then disappear and then come back bang out some more and then disappear so it's more so on the consistency and i really want to do a mix of commentary and product reviews because (coughs) i feel like you know sometimes if you do commentary you get stuck in that lane of always doing commentary and always trying to find something if anything to talk about 
And then, you know, on the flip side, I can't always do unboxings because I don't one, I don't have the relationships with companies like that to get product right. all the time. And then two, I'm personally I'm trying to buy less tech per se. So like okay. if I can borrow a phone, if if uh you know someone can send me a phone and I can, you know, do that, then then fine. But just buying tech for the purpose of you know reviewing it and then possibly possibly making ten dollars in adsense it just doesn't make financial sense right it's kind of hustling backwards as a as a, one of my favorite uh one of my favorite sports commentators, uh, Bamani Jones, always talk about the hustling backwards. That's what it is. I mean, you're spending two hundred dollars to make ten bucks. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, yeah, right. that's, a, that's, that's a challenge. And like I said, I agree. You're right. You're you're basically like, I mean, what does that look like? Do you want to you want to you don't want to get into a where you be stuck in a lane, basically, where you're stuck doing the same thing. And you want to, I think it. Well, personally, I think it would kind of handicap any kind of natural creator, just because it's like, okay, now I'm in this thing. I'm just doing. You know, you want to have some diversification, but it's it's challenging finding that balance, I can imagine. So the the other hard part about uh commentary is the fact that commentary is very limiting because you only have the experience of what you're reading per se. So like when I when I say I want to do a mix of both, like I can talk about Apple until I'm blue in the face. I can talk about Samsung until I'm blue in the face. I cannot give you an honest experience of the Samsung S20 Ultra because I've never owned one. I know the specs. Mm. I know what it's supposed to do. But for a lot of people, hands-on experience is necessary. I don't feel like I can completely write off a phone mm-hmm. without... 100% using it. So like I got the iPhone 11 Pro Max. Right. There are things in this phone that you will not find out unless you either watch another video of someone showing that to you mm-hmm. or you somehow magically read like every single schematic on it. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and so like when I come out and I say, "Hey, like all right, a lot of people say this is a heavy phone, right? This phone is heavy in comparison to other phones. I personally do not have a problem holding up this phone. Right. But that's my personal experience. But if I've never held, if I've never held 45 pounds, who am I to tell you that 45 pounds isn't heavy? Right. So that's, that's where I kind of have that, you know, I can't constantly be looking at a news story and regurgitating what someone else said. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I, and I guess, I mean, the whole point is with these, with these larger YouTube channels is they, you know, with just their sheer volume of phones that come out, there's no way to use those. Like I use this daily driver for three weeks and I, I can tell you, I still discover things on phones months later. I mean, sometimes I don't ever discover something on a phone. until somebody shows me, like I said, a video would go, Oh wow, that was a thing. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. So, you know, I, I just don't, that's why I, I think we all enjoy watching the re- reviews of phones but I don't know about you, but have you, I don't ever have never made a decision based on the fact that like one, 
you know, Juan says it's a great phone or, I mean, I look at the totality of what people say and I kind of like, well, here's the things that I want, but like I wouldn't buy a V40 because I heard the battery was garbage. And then everybody said, yeah, the battery's not very good. And that's something that's important to me. So I've never based a decision. I do it more for entertainment. And so you're right. How can you talk to it when you've never owned it? I mean, some of these people have owned, the, I've used it for two weeks in it. And you really have to take that on face value. I can't prove I, I wasn't following Michael Fisher around the city for two or three months to see if he actually uses this phone. I, I'm taking it. And now I have no reason to doubt him unless you find out. But some of these other people, it's like they make comments and regular comments about, well, the S20 sucks. Have you ever used an S20? No. Then how the hell do you know if it sucks? Because somebody else told you it sucks because you just like to hate on Samsung. I mean, people even, yeah. The, my, the, I'll tell you one. The one I've got sucks. But the <laughs> Snapdragon one doesn't. <laughs> Right, you have the Exynos <laughs> S20 Ultra. But yeah, yeah, and everybody talks about, you know, the the Space Zoom being a gimmick. It's like, did anybody on their right mind think that that was like a thing? Like that wasn't going to be yeah. like, I'm going to get a hundred times Zoom and it's going to be a great photo. I can put it on my wall. Uh, like, I'm, I'm just clear. I, the phone doesn't suck. I'm just, it's just, there like is there. some things about it that it's, when you think Ultra, you think then they're like, oh, camera this, camera that. The cameras on this phone are not great. And the main sensors autofocus, which I've seen things, I've seen videos, I've seen comments on it before I got the phone. But now I've now with using the phone, there is a genuine thing and it is a pain. Trying to take a photo of something like in the garden where your kids are playing or something like that. And it won't focus on what you're pointing at. It'll keep focusing on what's behind it. And then it'll come back to what you're focusing on and it'll go back again and it's it and you're just like well by the time i've got focus the moment's gone right unless you're mm -hmm. standing there going right yeah okay yeah don't move yeah right it's got it and then you take the phone right it's not a point and shoot phone not at the minute until they fix if they can i don't know i think it's a hardware thing and I don't think it, they can fix it and right. you know and you know why you know why that happened the reason why that happened is because, unfortunately, people in the tech industry have moved away from, you know, wanting a product to be complete. Mm. Right yeah. now, it's it's not even it's not even about the product being finished or complete. It's about what's next, what's around the corner. You know what what can you it give is, me? Yeah that I can talk about, make a video about, be relevant about instead of making a complete product. Because I'm sorry, if you're a creator and you make a video and you look into that camera and you tell someone to go out and buy this phone and they can quote unquote fix that with an update or you know later on they're gonna address the issue, to me, that's that's just terrible to do to somebody. Why would I tell you to go buy an incomplete product at full mm -hmm. price and you have to hope? I'm hope yeah. that they're going to be able to fix that and figure it out in a couple of months. They really? can't even fix this, I don't think. I think the Samsung's problem is hardware because of the size of the camera. But which but again, like we're seeing they're planning on fixing with the note. 20. And that's the fourteen hundred dollar phone, mm -hmm. yeah. which is why weirdly the Nubia Z twenty that's only got has never received an update. 
since it came out. It's got an August 2019 patch on it. Since it, the day it came out, it's still on Android 9. But I get that phone out when I want to take a photo. Right. Or the GAX now. But it's the same. It's not just phones, though. It's the same with games. You buy a game, like, um, for instance, Fallout 76 or Anthem. You're buying something that's not finished, and you're hoping down the line they're going to fix it. It's the same sort of thing. You don't want to be buying something that's not finished. You want to be buying something you know is going to work as soon as you take it out of the box. It and, and shouldn't what be me, like that. And what kills me is is like, if you're that person that's going out and buying this phone, one, you're not being sent the phone, okay? You're not being sent the phone for promotional purposes and for reviews, so we all know that happens. To tell someone to take their own money and gamble, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you to take your money and gamble on a phone that, one, after two days, anywhere in the U.S., after two days, if you buy this phone, there's going to be a restocking fee. If you... If you return this phone after 48 hours, there is going to be a restocking fee of 50, 70, $100 because you you tore open the plastic and no one no one tells you that. Right. Oh, that, no, yeah, I didn't know take, that. Take That's a gamble not, that on that phone. Yeah, here's some, yeah, it does here. And then, you mm. know, sometimes you may only have 14 to 30 days to re- return a phone. And someone's telling you, drop hundreds of dollars and believe in the promise that a company may, may. There's no guarantee. They're not coming out saying that they will fix it. They will say, I believe there's a strong possibility. You know, in the past, they've done this before. No. If you spend that money and, you know, you're just sitting there with it. And then now. You got to eat the depreciation on it and then sell it for less than what you bought it for or trade it in and take another gamble on another Mm. phone that isn't perfect. Like, I'm sorry, if a phone is not perfect out of the box, even if it's a review unit, I'm not going to tell you to buy it. Even when I got the uh, TCL 10, I believe that there were some things that needed to be fixed. Before I can go tell someone to spend four hundred and fifty dollars and I'm not looking at it from the perspective of, oh, I can just go to a carrier and pay 10 bucks a month. No, I'm saying if I'm going to tell you to buy a phone, I'm going to tell you reach into your pocket and pay cash for it. If you can afford to do that and you want to do that, fine. Otherwise, if it ain't perfect. No. Because the company did not they didn't deliver on their promise so why should you have to pay all that money for something that's not perfect right it's like buying a tesla and go well it says it's supposed to get 60 mpg it really gets 30 we're looking to address that in a software update we may hopefully get that rolled out in the next eh, six months maybe not but we are coming out with a new car next year so maybe you can get it then it's like would you i mean if they said that if a deal if you walked into a dealership and a, and a salesperson told you that you look at them like they were crazy you're like Mm-hmm. Why the hell on the sticker it says 50 MPG, but you're telling me real world usage is 30 because it's a software problem and maybe they'll mm-hmm. fix it. Well, why would they want to? Why do they care? Especially when they know in six months they're going to come out yeah. with it. Well, that's it. I would never recommend this S20 Ultra to anyone. 
I've never used the S20 or the S20 Plus, so I can't comment on them. I am, I'm luckily, I'm in the position I am where I, you know, I've, I've flipped phones and I've got contacts and I get phones in and out, but I would never have gone paying full price for this phone regardless. And to see it now and actually use it, it's not a phone I would say buy at all. If you want a cam, if you want a Samsung phone that's big and that's going to have really good cameras on it, if you don't want the S20 Plus, get the Note 10. Right. Yep. Get the Note. I mean, the Note 9 is a harder sell because of software, but the Note 9 is a solid phone even today. Right. I if, agree. The only problem with phones is software updates. The Note 9 is still a great phone today. Mm-hmm. Just its software updates and security patches won't keep up. Yeah. And the M9s, it, I don't think it was a problem with the camera. The M9 just had a garbage camera. It just wasn't a very good sensor. It just was garbage. And I had an M9, and I it just took crappy pictures. So that had, one that had, was made of razor blades. Right. That was the one that was that jeweled edge. I hated that design. And then the M7 even had issues with the camera that it would fail, and there was like purple tints to photos on the old HTC One M7. It was like a, something with the sensor. Back when cameras were proper. You know? Proper cameras. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just... I, again, I mean, I can't even suggest, I mean, you're right with the TCL. It's like you, if you, how can you look somebody in the face? Cause here's the first thing that's going to happen. You sell, you say, yeah, get the TCL. It's 450, but it's still $450. I guess people think, well, since I'm only spending 300, it's forgivable to have failures in the device. It's okay for the software to be buggy. And nope. No, it's not. It's still 300. I don't that's know why you, they, you get a free TV with it here. Right, you get a free thirty-two inch four K TCL TV with the TCL ten Pro, and, that, and that's fine. But, it, <laughs> I, but I think it's funny, like, and I it's easier to recommend. You see, because you get I a work, free TV. Look, just because I work in a place right that has a vault full of hundreds of millions of dollars, and it doesn't mean that money's mine. So that three hundred dollars has to work for me. I don't have a whole lot of money, and nobody wants to spend hard-earned money on a device, a phone, no. a refrigerator that isn't complete. And yeah, it's not just phones; it's anything in it. Like I say. It's like if the Xbox One X and the bloody PS5 come out and you buy it and it's, they don't work. Oh, so you're like, yeah, well, we'll update it later. If we it's do. Not, it's if not what to. you want. You want to be, especially for people who don't watch videos, who don't wait for reviews to come out before they purchase a product. They look at on the adverse and go, I'm pre-ordering that day one purchase. And they get it and it doesn't work as they saw on the TV, right? That shouldn't be a thing, even now. Like, it, it's it's a horrible thing. It's, it's nice to have people like us in your little circles and families because we can say, "No, <laughs> don't even look at that." Here's something else. Look at these ones over here. But I've even if you haven't that. got that circle, then but you're I mean, just I'm- going on TV adverts and what the name says on the back, like Samsung or Apple. Right, but how many times have you even suggested that and somebody did, went and bought it anyway and you're like, okay. And then, of course, what do they want to do? Go, hey, guess what? Remember that thing you told me three months ago? Yeah, that was a thing. I went, well, I tried to tell you that it was mm-hmm. a thing. So, you know, yeah, I, but I, that's I, it. It's nice to have people like us around Yeah, because you can't rely on like average like my sister or my mom to see a phone on a, or a game or something on TV and go, that looks brilliant because – that's not always how it works. Right. Don't go out and buy things just because you see it on the telly and it looks good, or you see it on a billboard and it says only $1,200, but if you buy now, it's 25 a month plus 
five dollars insurance or you know like right mm-hmm. and, and, and just i think it's weird that mobile phones are in that space yeah. a lot of electronics really and, and then isn't. in the first three weeks you've had seven software updates trying to fix stuff it's not right, right. so Here, yeah oh, i'm sorry i was gonna i was gonna segue into something so here's the here's the thing i don't like about tech and this is where tech is going for whatever reason i don't know if it's a if it's the new popular thing to do now or whatever, but for whatever reason, everybody wants to be a company expert now. So everybody wants to come out and say, well, Apple would never do that. It's not good for the company. They got to be responsible to the shareholders. They got to make money. They're a business and blah, 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 blah. That's, that's cool. If you own stock in Apple, that's cool. If you work for Apple, but to me, your responsibility is to the consumer first, the company second. OK, you telling a consumer that they should accept certain things because a company, not a person, a company that has all these protections in place. That's a trillion dollar company and all this stuff or whatever. Right. Because this kind of goes back to the whole lightning versus USB-C and well, the average person doesn't do what it's just like, no, just do what's best for the consumer. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would tell, I would like, Hey, put, put picture in picture inside of the iPhone. And if someone will look at me and I'm like, well, iPhone will probably do that, you know, uh, two years later, or a year from now, because no one's really looking for it. So what? Put it in there because you want it to be the best product by you telling me that they want to string out stuff as long as possible to make maximum profits to keep you continuously buying phones is shady as hell to me. But here's the funny thing about that. If a company does it, we will celebrate it. Tech YouTubers Mm -hmm. will come out in droves and they will celebrate it. But if a person did that to another person, we'd be ready to beat them overhead with a two by four. Yeah. If I came up to your grandmother yeah. and I sold her a car, right? Mm-hmm. And I I could have put the feature inside the car that I was going to sell her. But I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not going to put that feature in this year. It's available. We're not going to put it in this year. I'm going to put it in next year. And I'm going to show up 364 days later and say, hey, we got a brand new car. It's the same thing. But now we have the feature that you wanted before in this new phone. But you couldn't but you can't get the feature in the old phone because we designed it that way. If I as a person did that, people would want to assault me. You're a garbage human being. Yeah. Right. The thing is, consumers go back. People are cool with it. (laughs) That's it. Consumers go back though. You could buy an Apple phone or like a Samsung or any, and they do that. Next year, the loyalists, the consumers, they still go back because either they're stuck in the ecosystem or it's because that's the only phone they've ever had. That's all they know. People still go back. And as long as people keep going back, these companies are still going to keep doing the same things over and over again. In my opinion, like the, if nobody says that's it, no more, they're just going to keep doing the same things over and over again. 
and, and this is kind of cool. I didn't know this, but I guess Motorola in Serbia, that's where Goran's at, has a you can try it for 30 days and then replace it, or you can take your money back. So that's kind of cool. I wish they would adopt that here in the United States or in the UK, where you know you go to your AT&T store and you basically, no restocking fee at all. You get 30 days, try the phone out. If it doesn't work, you can trade it in for another phone or say, you know what? Yeah, no, you can do that here, but you don't get 30. You only get 14 days. Well, you can do it on AT&T, but you got to pay, I think it and trends right. It's like a 30. Yeah, there's I think it's like there's a no restocking fees or anything like that. If you, if you get a phone from a carrier here, if you're not happy with it within 14 days, you can return it for free. No charges, no payments, no nothing like that. And then just get we, another one. I wish we had that. We don't have that. But it looks like Trent got himself a package there. So I was yeah. like, oh, deliver it on. <laughs> no, this is, I think this is the, uh, the Google. I think this is the Google Home Mini. Okay, cool. Because um, I had that, uh, what you call it? The, what did I have? Okay. I had the... Uh, dot echo dot or something i don't know i don't know, I don't know yeah because i had the, the 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 youtube premium oh okay let me see what's in here oh let's open up let's see we, <laughs> we get to see what trends get we're gonna poach off of this, uh, live uh, unboxing right yeah. unboxing right here on the show yeah it's at google oh, okay. google home mini oh, cool. so cool i was i had the subscription long enough and they were like hey you know here's this code redeem it i'm like all right cool so i got I a video that. now <laughs> i'm not eligible for that why? I think you have to have it for a year. You I've suck. been on YouTube Premium for about, well, for a few years at least. And I saw an ad, an article on the Google feed about them. So I went on and put the code in that I got. And no, I'm, you are not currently eligible for this. And I was like, oh, I've got a Nest Hub Max, the Google Nest Hub Max anyway. I was just like, oh, I'll just see if I can get it. Not mm. eligible. So I uh, don't know why. I'm, I'm not eligible. It does, only, it does say, though, only selected youtube premium subscribers are eligible yeah well i'm not eligible because i cannot have a smart listening device in my home i'm not allowed to <laughs> because, because you work for the fed yeah and, we, yeah. <laughs> and google and apple and amazon are shady af with well, here's, but here's a voice but I, recognition I, software I, I tell them too i said well it's okay but i have my cell phone here and, and, and then here's the thing. If Google has to actively listen to my phone and when I say the keyword, right? Well, it has to actively listen for that. So I'm, you know, and how many times have people said that, you know, I, I don't believe that this is hundred percent, but no, I'm not allowed to have a smart speaker in my home because I, I work on sensitive government information. So I can't have one. That's cool. I want one. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I see the Google homes and, but I'm but like, like, uh, to be honest, you, you think you want one when you get one. Yeah, you can live without it. Like it's nothing special. No, but it's it's nice to have, and it's like an, unless you've got the things to go with it. Like unless you've got a ton of smart home stuff, or you purely want it just to play your songs or control your TV. Well, I'm gonna ask Trent. Do you They're have pretty, like? Are you so, trying to uh, a lot of stuff with you? Are you building that? Where where what are you trying to do? Or do you already have that set up? So I have a. Um... I have an Echo Dot already, and my girlfriend got that for me for Christmas. So, you know, naturally, I was going to plug it up and use it anyway. Um, I'm more interested, and I I haven't seen this really done or hasn't been very popularized. I would like to see someone in the tech space show how this technology helps out people who may be physically disabled. So that's one thing that mm -hmm. I always took into account because a lot of people are like, well, why do I need Siri? Why would I tell a computer to do this time? And da-da-da, such and such. 
well, you know, you have a lot of people, you know, who are either suffering from cancer or, you know, maybe they have cerebral palsy or they have they have some sort of physical disability or they don't have the articulation in their hand to do, you know, dexterous tasks. So for someone who's essentially stuck in a wheelchair or in a bed, for them to be able to say, you know, hey, so-and-so changed the song. Hey, so-and-so, what's the weather? Hey, so-and-so set a timer. Hey, so-and-so remind me to call so-and-so, you know. Or call so-and-so, right. That's, See, they definitely have their uses, yeah. Yeah, that's I'm not where saying I think they don't. They do. That's where it's I think it's my house important. or someone like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where I think it's more important instead of just, oh, look at me. I live in a first world country. Look at look at all the stuff I can do. Like, no, I think it goes a little, you know, deeper than that. Mm-hmm. We should so. get you should watch that Saturday Night Live bit about the Alexa for seniors. Have you ever seen that? It was a Saturday where it's like, <laughs> oh, Dessa. This is like, it just says, it has the uh-huh feature. He's like, hey, you know, da-da-da, uh-huh. And it was like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. And it goes, how many of Satchel Page strike out? Satchel Page is, die- is dead. He what? He died. He died in 1974. I don't know about that. It was. It's a funny little bit. If you ever get a chance to listen to it, it's the uh, Alexa for seniors. It's hilarious. It cracks you up. It's just like uh, you can turn the, but yeah, or just like if it's integrated into like a, like a nest, right? If you want to turn on, you know, Hey, turn the, the temperature up, turn the temperature down. If you have a ring capability, you know, people can't get to the door. Well, you want to see who's at the door. Is it family member? Is it a delivery? Is it, you know, people who, you know, that kind of thing, it, you know, lock the doors, you know, unlock the doors, those kind of things. I mean, seeing that for people who have disabilities or who have you know, motor physical or motor impairment would be, yeah, that, that would be a fantastic tool. And I think that's what it is. It really comes down to it's, it should be technology should be more of a tool, right? A mm-hmm. way to get things done. Yeah. It's nice to have these features that are convenience features, but really it should be a tool because a lot of people can really benefit. And that's the whole point, right? That's why we See, put yeah, right. cars. Yeah. It wasn't because it's cool. It's because we want to save lives. It, that's the reason why technology. If I've got loads of smart home stuff and I'm turning my TV and lights off from my sofa when the light switch is there and the remote controls there, I'm just lazy. Right, you're not, yeah, it's like, but it's I not don't a- need I don't need smart home stuff in my house. I can get up and turn the light off. I can change the channel. I've got Bluetooth speaker for playing music. I don't need the Nest Hub that's upstairs. The only reason I got it is because I got it free with the Google Pixel Four. It's the only reason I have a smart speaker in the house. So I agree, Trent. I think that's right on. I think when it, for so yeah, you are yeah, it's a hundred percent. That's bang yeah. on, yeah. I don't, I don't think a lot of people think about that, which is kind of nice. I'm glad. And I wish and it's not even people. hard to learn because obviously like with te- some technology, you have to be like, yeah, you have to do this, 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 this. With, with smart home stuff, it's literally just say what you want. Start with the keyword, say what you want, and it'll do it. Right. There's no massive learning process for people who are struggling. Yeah, because there, there's always, I swear this is the thing that kills me about tech. There's always the person, well, who's going to use that? Who really needs it? Instead of actually focusing on the people that actually need it, you know, just, just because you won't use something doesn't mean that somebody else will. And it's not like we're just selling this to 10 people. We're selling this to millions of people with so many different needs and so many different wants I'll even bring up the argument like, okay, 
for and I used to be one of those people for the longest time. I thought daytime running lights was the stupidest idea ever nope. until I realized the fact that most people just forget to turn on their lights, even if you show them. And the simple fact that they did a study that having daytime lights on had it helps with reducing, you know, crashes or the fact that you might get pulled over for not having your lights on. That's right. a benefit. Right. And I'm just like, OK, should you remember to turn your lights on? Cool. But if you don't, at least it's there. Right. And I, and I can, and I can talk to that because I used to work traffic crashes and traffic incidents and reconstructions and studies. And yeah, daytime running lights are effective. They are a thing. People do see lights, even if it's on a daytime, even if it's bright, but it's, yeah, I don't, I don't usually um, it's with the people who at least at night that didn't have their lights on, either they were older or a lot of times that was a dead giveaway for an impaired driver. That's usually what, you know, somebody drives down the roads, like they're driving down but there were some places that was so well lit that you, I mean, especially I tell you where it usually came from when they came off from a gas station, because it's really, really well lit in the, on the overhang and people would just pull out and they didn't turn their lights on because it was super bright and the whole street's well lit. And they'll don't even see the fact that, I mean, how many times have you ever tried it? If you ever have a chance to, if you're at an intersection, turn your lights off and see sometimes in, in a lot of places, especially if you're in urban areas, there's not a lot of difference in the light. It's very easy to not see that you don't have your lights on. But yeah, I mean, daytime running lights is one of those things where that's the argument. Like, why do you have, you don't need a DVD. Have you ever seen the Matrix in DVD? Like, my, I have to have this fight with my, my parents all the time. It's like, oh, you don't need that 4K HDR, dot, da, dot, da, da. I said, no, you don't need it. But then when you they come to your house and you put in a movie and you show it to them, they're like, oh, okay. And then they go back to their mm -hmm. house. And I'm like, wouldn't you rather have the capability of, saving yourself some money and having quality video. Okay, fine. We'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and I'll buy an old 1985 console TV, the wood kind that weighs a thousand pounds. I'll put it in your house. Just watch TV on that and get some rabbit ears, right? With some foil at the top of them just to make it nice and cool. Like it used to be right. And you have the old, <laughs> you don't have a clicker, right? You have a, yep. you, don't, you don't have a clicker. You know, you have a, you have to get up and you have to turn it out. Why do you always do that with British accent? Is that just because no, I'm here? No, when I say, no, when I say the clicker, that's, that's my Boston accent. The clicker, that's everybody in Boston. Nobody has a remote. There's no remotes in Boston. If you live in Boston, if you have a remote for the TV, you have a clicker. That's what you have. You have to click it. So I just, I, I kind of get on. So yeah, I mean, it's like you tell people that's like the argument. You're right. It trying to drives me in crazy. It's like, well, why do you, well, I don't need on, I won't use that. How do you not know you won't use something you don't know exists? Nobody 200 years ago thought about flying. Do you realize that people have only been flying planes for the last 140, 20 years prior to 1900 flight wasn't a thing at all mm -hmm. eight thousand years of human history nobody flew nothing we've only been able to fly in the last 120 and we've only not only been able to fly in kitty hawk but in less than a you know a century and a half we have gone to the moon supposedly if you want to believe which i do but i mean we're planning trips to mars it's not even been 150 years it took thousands of years to have like different kinds of metal for your armor we used to i mean really until like the mid 1500s we were fighting wars with swords you know mm -hmm. there wasn't really firearms i mean it wasn't a thing so it's i hate when people have that argument that's their default it's like why do you need that well, now now i'm now to respond to uh root knight i'm cool with the way he goes about it because he's not being dismissive like when people say you know 
who would use that or why would I need it? And they're coming at you from the tone of they want to know more about it. I'm cool with that. I'm just talking about the people who will straight up dismiss something without a real basis or it's just it's just a fact to this. It's just the dismissal, you know, the arguments are sure for sure. Argument's sake. Right. Yeah, I agree. Like, like I said, why, why, why do you need a V8 engine? And they were like, you're like, dude, chill, chill out. Like, okay, this is this is why I need a V8 engine. I need to go a little bit faster than people. I need to tow some people, you know, around. This is why I need it. Or I, 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 have a tow, <laughs> I have a camper, a large camper. Well, to get away from people like you asking me questions like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I said, and Andrew makes a question too. It's like we see a lot of dismissal when it comes to display red display rate. I mean, it, it's it's. It's nice to have if you can have it. Great, oh, why not have it? But I've used it. It's it's okay. It's like, well, why not have more features than you don't need, right? It's like if it's if it's if you can do it and it makes cost sense and you can put it in there, great. And then here's the thing: if it's not a thing for you and you don't care about it, then you don't buy a phone with that. You don't have to have five G. I I won't. I'm not interested nope. in five G device because where I live in St. Louis and I live in a rural part of south of St. Louis, there's got. <laughs> there could be 5g for probably i don't even have fiber internet i have basically just one internet service provider so 5g is not a thing for me but if i lived in like a major like in the middle of downtown cleveland or if i was in chicago or la yeah 5g would be a thing for me you know i would be i would be more interested in mm-hmm. it but, i mean it's just everybody's well, got a different yeah. approach but yeah i agree yeah. some people just come up to you and it's just like you can tell that they're they're not genuine they're just basically wanting to be contrarian just just to have yeah. something to put in their pipe and fight with it's just like yeah know, here's one I, I bet i bet we we won't have any people like that here but if there was i've got the s20 ultra that i use on 60 hertz at 1080p by choice right now why is that? because i prefer battery life over <clears throat> the tiny little difference you see from 1080p to qhd on a screen this like this and the difference between 60 hertz and 120 i'd rather have that extra battery life yeah. personally i mean that's me though that doesn't mean i'm saying you shouldn't use the 120 that's just me i prefer the longer battery yeah. so i don't I, i'm not bothered about qhd screens so i, I will you, say I- the sony xperia one's 4k screen wasn't really nice but yeah. again 1080p most of the time so, so that's just me though. But if I was to say to somebody who was really argumentative, no, I've got I've got all this stuff, I just choose not to use it. Right. You'd start getting questions. Well, why? You got it. Why didn't you use it? Well, because I prefer battery life over having these minute differences in screen resolution and refresh. Well, the, mm-hmm. and the, like Trenton said, I mean it's like it depends on how the how is the question being asked. It's like mm. well. I have four wheel drive. I'm choosing to use two wheel drive because right now I don't need four wheel drive. If I'm towing somebody or towing a camper, then I'll use my four wheel drive. Right? I mean, it's like, well, you should use four wheel drive because it's there and you should just use it. Well, it's not your fucking car, so you can. I'll do it the way I want. You want you spend your money, buy the mm. way you want. I mean, I've yeah. had had people want to argue with me. It's there I, if I want to switch to it. I like, really you know. like, tell people off. I'm just like. Well, here's the thing. Go take your whatever money and buy yourself the same thing and you can use it however you want. You can drive it into a cliff. You can tow nothing. You can drive 90 miles an hour with it. I mean, I don't care what you do with it. It's but to sit there, I just I guess I'm the kind of person as I am generally a, a cantankerous, crabby, grumpy individual. But I honestly just feel like whatever you do with your device is what you do. If you want to use it on 1080p, 
my question is, are you doing it on purpose? Are you aware, right? If you're not aware, then okay. But if you're saying, I choose to use 1080p. I'm aware because I've got the Exodus version. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and some people are aware. So that's what the education comes out. If you, I'm not, I am not going to sit there and throw shade at somebody because they're rocking mm. a phone that can't have 120 hertz at 60 because, well, I use it on 120, so you should too. Okay, Karen. No. Well, then you you saw it on the Discord the other day. This I got on this S20 Ultra. I shared it on the Discord. It's... I think with 1080p 60 hertz, it's getting me like nearly 12 hours of screen on time. Yeah. And uh, like it was said, 11 hours and 38 minutes to be precise. Right. And the roots talk about the irony is in the span of a year, high refresh rates on phones turn from a battery draining gimmick to an absolute staple of every phone. Right. Funny how that gets driven. So I guess Trent, what's, what's your feeling on that? Do you, I mean, if, is that a big deal for you? Like if, if like say the iPhone 12 came out and had a 90 hertz refresh, would that move a needle? Do you care? Is I mean, what do you have any opinion on it at all, or do you? Really I don't think. <laughs> I have. I don't. I don't even understand where people go with that because a lot. A lot of it is. It's very. I guess. I guess because it's so hard to find a draw in the line saying difference between phones. Because right. let, let's be honest, let's be a hundred percent honest. If you took a OnePlus Seven Pro, right? Didn't that have like a ninety hertz display on it? It did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you took that phone and you put that against the S twenty, right? That has the um, one hundred twenty hertz display, and you gave it to the average consumer, the regular person that's buying this. I would be hard pressed to find an average consumer that would be able to tell the difference between both. I agree. You know, it, as, 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 as far as practicality, right? It's like, it's like trying to argue between a car that goes 180 miles an hour and another one that goes 185 miles an hour, but the person is never going to go above a hundred anyway. Yeah. So why do you care? Right. So it's like, I, I, once again, I am the person that will tell you everything that's in the phone, what I think is important. But at the end of the at the end of the day, I will always say, you have to use the phone as well, right? Right. And and most of the time, people are just trying to figure out what's going to work for them, right? Because yeah. the, it's not in tech. It's not about what is the better phone. Okay, right. one phone could be better as far as specs on paper or whatever it's about what what makes sense for you what you can afford what you're going to enjoy okay my mom will enjoy a samsung j5 pretty much for the rest of her life because all she does is she makes a call she'll send a text and she might look up something on how to you know like cooking recipes or whatever right yeah but that, but that makes her happy, right? But in the tech space, you'll hear like, "Oh, well, that phone is trash." Okay, why is that phone trash? Well, it doesn't have a hundred twenty hertz display. Okay, what else? Well, it's still it's still using micro SD. It doesn't have USB C, so it's trash. No, that phone is just not for you, right? It doesn't make the phone trash. Now, if you take the phone out the box and you use the phone, and it's slow as a brick, and 
it, the, the battery dies and within 30 minutes, then that's an actual trash phone. But the extremes yeah. that people go to downplay phones that are not for them is <laughs> is laughable. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Amazon's third party 80 quid phones are trash. <laughs> but it, like, I, I go back again to the LG Styler 6, the new one. It's £150. Yeah. It'll be fine for like a lot of people like you normally, who people who are just going to not gaming on it all day, not watching videos all day, not you know, people who are just using the phone as a phone, like occasionally looking on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, watching one or a couple of videos here and there. If it's, it's 150 a, quid. Yeah, I mean, if it's like a communication you 150 device. quid for a phone, you can't, people can't be saying it's trash just because it, they wouldn't use it. Well, and, and my experience... My kids would love to have a phone that's... It's a 150 quid phone. Right. My kids would love them. They'd be on it all the time. They'd be playing. They'd be taking photos. They'd be editing photos and changing color filters and all sorts. And a phone that's 150 quid will do that just as well as a phone that's 1,200. Right. And it's so, the same thing like people bagged yeah. on the key too. It's like, well, it's got a physical keyboard. It's only got a four-inch screen. And da, 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 da. it's like, it's a communications tool. If you buy that phone, you know why you're buying that phone. It's either you like a physical keyboard, you're enamored with BlackBerry, you realize it's a limitation. You know, it's like, it's like somebody buying a Honda Civic and putting a trailer hitch on it and trying to tow a four-ton truck. It's like, you know that's not what this is for. I mean, anybody who's clearly obvious, if somebody's buying a J-Series or a Stylo or a Maven, right, or whatever, it's they're using it for a communications tool. And it's because they're – now, you can tell your mom. My mom likes to play little casino games, right? I, she has my G8. Now, she could do that on a J5. She can do it on an on a A-Series phone. And she has my hand-me-down. And so I think a lot of these people do. I know my parents. I mean, I don't know how many times I get calls at our call center where people go, yeah, I'm trying to use your applications on a Mac. I said, well, first of all, if you're trying to access a government system on a Mac <laughs> and you're using Safari, that's a, that's a problem. They're all built on Internet Explorer's backend. But they don't know how to – they don't realize that on a Mac you have to close a program because we require – you know the, the browser has to be restarted. Well, they're used to just closing the window and it's gone. I went, uh <laughs> no, because when you find out it was a hand-me-down from their sons, right? My, oh, my son had a MacBook and he gave it to me because he said, dad, here, use this MacBook because this MacBook's cool. It's got all this crazy stuff. And then people use it. So a lot of these people who are having phones, it's usually a hand-me-down phone from somebody else, like one of us. My daughter, example, she got my Note 10. Really not a hand-me-down. It's a really banging device for her. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just for, yeah, the J series would work fine. And even if you want to play some simple games and then you can show them, yeah, you can take some pictures and you know, it's, it's just, it's buy for the phones for what you want, what you need. And if you have people in your family that come to you and say, I was asked the first question when I'm asked about a phone, what are you looking to do with it? Well, I want to take really, really good pictures. I told my buddy, buy a Pixel 4 XL if you're going, because he was going to the 18.2 sort of upgrade, right? They all were upgrading phones. I said, I asked him, I said, what do you want? He goes, I just don't want an LG because he's had years of V-series. He just wanted something different. So he got a Samsung and S20 Plus. He loves it. So is his son. But I knew his wife didn't really, you know, I was like, hey, Kara, do you take a lot of pictures? She said, yeah. I said, get a Pixel. You'll love it. And she got the phone. And I swear, two weeks after she got it, she called me on the phone. She goes, dude. This camera takes awesome pictures, man. I'm really glad you suggested it because it's great for me. And so, I mean, that's why I always ask. It's like, what works for you? So, 
and Trent's right. It's just, I, it's just having those arguments, you know, th those are not binary. You, you can have both. You can have a phone that works for somebody's budget and works. If it doesn't work for you and you need an S20 plus S20 ultra go to that phone, but just realize, and then, but those would be the same people that piss them on. That's 1400 bucks. I said, well, yeah, that's the cost of doing business. That's the pay to play. The, the thing what we've got to make sure we don't do is when somebody asks us to recommend a phone is, we got to make sure we don't push what we like about a phone onto them and then end up recommending them a phone that, that's not going to work for what they like. Right. Like we could really, really like a phone. Like it's a brilliant phone, but it, it wouldn't work for what they want. Right. So we, when we're recommending, we have to be really careful. We don't confuse what we like with the phone to what they'll need from a phone. And I, I agree with uh, what uh, Goran was saying. Yeah, if I said his name correctly. Yeah, Gordon. Yeah, about the manufacturers, we need to blame ourselves, right? We drive a lot of our own problems. Yeah. I I say I say it's. I always say this: it's a it's a two way street. Ne neither side is completely innocent. I have a tendency to blame manufacturers a little bit more because they actively look for ways to trick us into buying stuff. And I, I'm, I'm comfortable with saying that word because the reason why I say trick is because if they, if they were upfront with you, okay, if they were 100% upfront with you, then they wouldn't need marketing or buzzwords or, Catch you know, phrases. we got, we got to take the picture of the phone at a certain angle. Like, no, they would just, you know, come out and just be like, Hey, this is how it is. This is what it is. Blah, blah, whatever, whatever. You know, so yes, yeah, some some of it is on the consumer, but there are things that companies do to try and sway the uninformed. Mm -hmm. So I can't look past that. That's where I'm kind of like where, you know, mm. in my opinion, some people, not everybody, but some people put too much emphasis on what the company has to go through instead of the customer. Because if I'm going to tell someone to get a phone, mm -hmm. I'm looking at this person like this is. The, the only phone that they're going to buy for the next couple of the years. I'm not expecting them to be like, oh, this phone was cool. And then six months later, chuck it. Right. Because yeah. most people don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Samsung are one of the worst, but like Samsung said, 100 times Zoom, but it doesn't say underneath going, oh, basically useless. It, like, <laughs> they just use the word to make it sound good. If you actually use the 100 times Zoom, Good luck getting your phone stable enough, by the way, to try and actually take a photo of the thing you want to aim for, even with the little box in the corner that tells you where you are. And then when you do take the photo, a lot of people have said it, and it does look like that. It just looks like an, someone's just put an oil painting on, a very mm. bad one. And yeah. that's it. That's not like, what is that? That's Who is that for? Well, it's not. It's just it's like a bug. <laughs> like, you know, premium. There is literally no one on the planet who's used a hundred times Zoom, right? And gone. That is next level, impressive, amazing. I've got to have this phone just for that. Yeah, I like I said. So it's it's <laughs> just it's. I mean, that's the whole point of marketing and advertising, right? It's to mm -hmm. get. It's to yep. drive. Even if it's irresponsible or even if it's an unwanted need, their job is to make sure that, hey, if you want the greatest, latest, best, next premium, great device, this yeah, is what our phone can do 8K. We got to take some blame as well because we, sure. they've done this 100 times Zoom and we've gone, meh, 
which is not that's what's that that's not right. we are part of the problem as well we're just going man it doesn't work but nah, well, it doesn't, doesn't matter i'm still going to get I'll still the, recommend they'll, still they'll fix it. it next year yeah maybe yeah we'll just take it <laughs> the out note, they the note 20 <laughs> will have a 50 times zoom on it and a smaller camera so it doesn't have these problems right so yeah okay work, thanks work. for that what about <laughs> the guy who's just spelt 1400 pound on the s20 ultra yeah like that guy's screwed now isn't he so Trent, we're running to that two hour mark. So is there um I would like to, you know, if you have a chance to plug the show, tell people how to get a hold of you, Twitter. I mean, how can people get I mean, I, I definitely will make sure that I um put out as much content as I can to get mm-hmm. people to your and now I, I know. So right. Know. And so um is there uh your social media handles? How can people uh enjoy your content and get more uh, more of Trenton if they want to uh, indulge? Um so I'm on IGTV and uh, Instagram. So I kind of like upload my YouTube videos to that. So, you know, I'm not the person that's like, hey, go from Instagram to go watch my video. Like if you want to watch it on there, watch it on there. So it's at uh, Mr. Tech Rant okay. on IGTV, uh, Instagram. Also on Twitter, it's at uh, Mr. Tech Rant because I usually tweet a lot and talk about stuff. Perfect. And then on YouTube, it's if you just type in uh, Trenton Marshall, yeah, um, you'll see my face come up and you'll see the videos and you can find me there. Perfect. Yeah. So, well, like and I said, we definitely recommend that you do that. Yeah. So, definitely. and we'll and we'll put some show notes in there for people with that, that mm-hmm. information to, to drive that to you. And uh, like I said, I realize that you know we're you've you've taken uh, time out of your day for for a small upstart um, video audio podcast that we try to do. And I really appreciate you taking your time and coming on and spending some time uh, with your insight. It's been fantastic, and I really learned some stuff. I didn't. There's some things I didn't ever really conceptualize. So I really appreciate yeah. you yeah. talking about that and uh, and coming on and spending some time with us. It's been really great, sir. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. And you're a police. And if any uh, time you ever want to come on, we'd like to visit with you again, see how the channel's going, see how you're doing. And hopefully you're staying safe. Hopefully you get uh, with the education. I know that's kind of in flux right now with kids going back to school here soon. So hopefully um, family's doing okay and staying safe. And, um, and uh, please, please, you're always welcome to come back and please do so whenever you feel like it. Oh yeah. Thank you, man. All right. And, and Matt, anything else you want to talk about? I'm going to, I'm down to one phone <laughs> now for a while. So um, I've got the YouTube. No, I'm good. I think, uh, I think we're good to wind down. I've got nothing else to say. All right, perfect. <laughs> well, for, for myself and Matt Tyler and our, our guest, Trenton Marshall, you all stay safe. Have a good week. We'll see you back here next uh, Sunday at 3 o'clock Central Standard Time for another show. And um, please uh, stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, talk to you soon. Love you guys. Take care. All right, you guys take care Bye, too. Bye, guys.